are in Survival Radio Network. Welcome to the Weekly Wellness Show, your resource for better health. I am your host, and I'm honored to be your host, pharmacist, physician, entrepreneur, Dr. Aaron Williams. We are elated that you're able to join us today. We are brought to you live and by podcast on the Survival Radio Network. Hey, how was your week? Was it productive? Did you get your goals accomplished? Are you are you living well? And when I say living well, I'm not necessarily talking about from a money standpoint, but do you have balance in your life? Do you intend to make plans for not only next week, but for your future? Those are some things that we all need to take in consideration because it becomes very important to us that we don't want to have surprises in our life. Now we're going to have some surprises, but it's great if we can kind of pre-plan some of those things. Now, as far as your day, you know, I always like to say I hope you are having some fun today as well as some exercise planned and that you have some plans to eat some healthy foods. That is unless you are having your cheat day today. And if that's the case, hey, you can just go for it. Eat what you want. Keep in mind that you got to get back on track tomorrow, but at least you get a chance to try some of the things that you usually uh, would like to have. But if you found out that they are not necessarily the best things for your body. Now, last week, we had a great conversation. Uh, We had a discussion regarding dealing with the effects of having a loved one incarcerated. It's a very informative show. We also talked about fitness from a, a childhood obesity standpoint. As you know, that's a big epidemic here in the United States. So if you miss any of that, we want you to go back and listen to our podcast uh, because those are some very good tips that were brought to our guest. That was Jessica Hunter as well as Coach Bruce. So as usual, we always have some great shows with some dynamic guests you know if you missed any of them go to our website the www.weeklywellnessshow.com and then you just scroll down to the on demand section and find the show it should be at least 20 of them you just pick the show with the topic that you would like to listen to and you know what if you feel that a show might help someone else don't forget to share it You can also go to our Facebook page. We invite you to join our Facebook group. That way you can stay updated and listen to the podcast as many times as you like. Now, we're also on iTunes. So you would just need to subscribe to 
iTunes free of charge, and the show comes to you automatically. Now, next week, we're going to have another great, exciting show, so don't forget to stay tuned. Now, if you have any questions, topics, or ideas, don't hesitate to email me at Dr. Aaron Williams at weeklywellnessshow.com. Now, you can also follow me on Twitter at Dr. Aaron Williams. And again, don't forget to join our Facebook group page. Now, again, today we're going to have another exciting and informative show for you. Last week I told you that we're going to talk about chiropractic medicine. Now, a lot of you are probably familiar with chiropractic medicine. I'm not sure whether you've ever been to a chiropractor, but this is something that I didn't know. I didn't know that there's also chiropractic care designed for children as well as infants. So today we're going to talk to Dr. Destiny Cooper regarding chiropractic care for infants adolescents and children in general. And we're going to kind of go over the emphasis or go over the focus of chiropractic medicine as well. And then we're also going to get some fitness tips regarding fitness for this week. And of course, that's going to be Coach Bruce Hinkson who's going to enlighten us on some things regarding, you know, in case you're starting a new routine, a new regimen, what you need to do for the first two weeks of that so you won't fall off the track. So I think we've got a great show for you. Uh, but first, before we do anything, we are going to go to our first commercial break. So, ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned and be informed. Looking for a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too. iDope, iDope, globally inspired vision stylewear. A fusion of classic heritage and contemporary sophistication. An essential part of your lifestyle and fashion expression. I do. I do. Vision stylewear for the fashion forward and socially conscious. Let's make this a dope world together. I dope. I dope. Available online at idope.com. That's E Y E D O P E. Idope.com. Survival Radio Network with now more than 1 million downloads. Congratulations to the staff, producers, engineers, and hosts for your tireless pursuit of excellence. 
and thank you, our loyal listeners, for supporting this movement to inspire, motivate, and educate people worldwide. Survival Radio Network, Survival Radio Christian Network, and our new Survival Sports Radio Network broadcast top-notch shows Sunday through Saturday. Check us out by visiting our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us. SRN, we do radio one million strong. The SRN. I know you could have been doing anything else, but you decided to listen to the Week Wellness Show, and we greatly appreciate that. We want to be your resource for better health on the Survival Radio Network. I am your host, Dr. Aaron Williams. Now, in our first segment, we're going to be talking to Coach Bruce. Now, Coach Bruce Hinkson is no stranger to the show. As you all know, he is a fitness expert, and by the way, he's also the owner of Orange Theory Fitness in Barbersville, West Virginia. Last week, he brought us some good information regarding uh, obesity and childhood obesity, and this week, we wanted him to talk about, hey, how do you get started, and what should you be thinking about during those first two weeks of your new regimen? So... Without further ado, I'd like to welcome again to the show Coach Bruce Hinkson of Orange Theory Fitness. What's going on, Aaron? How are you? All right. It's going great. It's going great. I'm quite sure you are out there um, keeping the world fit and uh, keeping everybody in shape. So that's a great thing. Uh, It gives us some longevity and helps us enjoy life a little better. Uh, so I'm assuming that's what you're doing. Is that about right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, right now the, the Huntington Prep kids uh, going through a workout right now. So that's uh, where I'm at. That is great. Uh, last week, you know, you talked about the fact that childhood obesity is a, is a big deal in this country, and you know, I guess um, you know, uh, uh, obesity in children leads to obesity in adults. So if we can try to start early and do some things, uh, I think we can kind of curve that. But this week, I guess we want to touch on, let's say if somebody started a new regimen, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to get things started and stay on track. Um, So, you know, what are some of the things, you know, you should think about if you're just getting started in the first phase of something like this? Well, um, the biggest mistake most people – make when they're starting off something is that all or nothing mentality, you know? Um, so mm. it's like, you know what, on Monday I'm going to start and I'm just going to cut out everything I've been eating. It's chicken, brown rice, and broccoli. And they have that all or nothing mentality and they end up with a lot of nothing right. because they try to sustain that, cut out carbs, all this stuff like that, sustain that. Uh, after two weeks, 14 days, and next thing you know, you're like, oh, I'm miserable. And, you know, you may sustain it for like a month, maybe even strong enough to keep it for 90 days. And then after those 90 days, you, you want to be human again. You want to, you know, you get frustrated because you don't see those uh, results right away because you went into it. So uh, gung-ho, uh, cutting out everything and expecting to see those results right away. So people sometimes fail um, commonly 
when they do the all or nothing. So it, it's just one step at a time creating habits uh, is first where you have to go mentally with a uh, new regimen. Wow, wow. Yeah, so I guess the idea, yeah, so I agree they want to, they made that decision, and then now they want to do everything right, they're gung-ho, uh, and it's either all or nothing. So I guess if they fail, I guess psychologically they view that as a failure and maybe fall off the wagon. Absolutely, absolutely, because it's already, go ahead. Yeah, so I guess one would need to kind of, so how do we solve that? Do we just kind of need to break it down? Or how can we segment that? So, or what's a mindset, if you will, of 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 you know how will we handle this? Well, you mindset is got to be habit based, you know. So the first fourteen right. days I would suggest is you just uh, focus on mass uh, and just know okay. that it's going to be one step at a time, uh, one day at a time, one foot in front of each other until we reach that goal. Uh, because you don't want to make it into a diet and make it miserable. Uh, you want to make it a lifestyle. You know, you want to create a healthier mm. lifestyle, establish healthy eating habits. So you right. should just follow, you know, I have a few habits here. You should just be able to follow the habits for, you know, at least five meals and each day for 14 days straight. You know, you can create yourself a checklist, you know, like an adheres checklist uh, is what I do for some of my members and clients is I give them a 14-day adherence checklist. Basically, it's a X for all the meals that you were compliant with and a zero for the meals that you missed. Okay, so are these meals um are um, so these meals are pre-planned, meaning that you already know what combinations of uh, protein, starch, and vegetables you're gonna uh, you're going to eat. Yeah, similar something like that. But basically, to keep it even simpler is you know on the here's chart that I said you know always have breakfast to give your body the fuel it needs to start your day. Did you do that? If you did that and you were compliant, you mark an X. Yes, I did it. Zero, I was not able to. Um, okay. Did my meals have a protein source? All every meal I had did it have a protein source? X for yes, zero for no. It didn't. Uh, it did not. Did you drink water throughout your day? Did you avoid sodas and sugary beverages? Uh, did you eat maybe uh, three main meals and then two to three snacks or small meals in between your day? Um, so you don't have that gap any longer than four hours between a nutritional uh, any nutritional gaps longer than four hours. You know, uh, avoid fried mm-hmm. foods. Um, did you consume lean sources of protein like a fish, chicken, turkey, pork, or beef? So stuff like that. So I think that right. if you keep that simple and you have something to follow along, at least for that first 14 days where you can keep yourself accountable, that's a big way to help. Right. So I guess with your clients, uh, you all sit down and go through this, and do you all help uh, clients decide what to eat and what's, a, what's an appropriate amount of protein, what's an appropriate amount of carbohydrates? Yes, yes, I do. You know, I uh, try to help them as much as possible, just give them ideas, things like that. I don't, um, uh, you know, I, I don't create something for them. I just give them their general ideas, you know, like, and I give them principles to, to live by, you know. I instruct them, like, you know, minimum of 15 grams of protein for women and a minimum of 20 okay. grams of protein for men. You want to have, um, always have breakfast, like I said, you know, even like a meal replacement shake is a great way to start it off because it's simple, it's fast. A lot of people don't have time in the morning. So we can start off there, yeah. Um, so keeping it simple in both ways. And I guess you know it's like with anything. If once you have a generalized plan uh, and have it in your head as to what you should and should not be eating and what you should and should not be doing, it becomes easier because 
know, all of a sudden, if you land, uh, you know, let's say you're at work and they're having a, I don't know, some type of celebration for somebody's birthday or something, you know that, okay, you know where you are in your plan and you have to decide whether or not the, the snacks, whatever that's available, or sugary drinks fall into your plan. Uh, so I, I look at it also as like a, you know, it's like you know, it's like playing any sport. You, you have your plays that you've practiced all week, and, uh, and then when you go out into the realm of life, you are able to handle you know these kind of things. Um, so, for example, what, what, you know, it, as far as uh, snack recommendations, it, are you, do you all have any recommendations for that? Uh, you know, are you a more? I guess the my real question is like I've seen a lot of places they offer these 100-calorie snacks and that kind of thing. Are you a fan of those? Yeah, because it's sort of a portion. You know, you know you're know, you within the realm, you know, um, and, and you're keeping it uh, safe because if you had the choice to say, like, a whole cake was in front of you or something like that, more than likely you're not right. going to stop. You're not going to know to stop, you know. So I, I always encourage my clients to stop when they feel 80% full, you know, because uh, it takes okay. about – 20 to 30 minutes for the brain and the stomach to even connect and know that you are full. So you're gorging away and eating as fast as possible because you enjoy the food, obviously. And the next thing you know, you've overeaten. Right, right. Well, now, so I guess this kind of boils down to accountability. Uh, You know, this checklist kind of helps out with that. Now, do you – I'm quite sure you all have – do the – and like in your studio, do they bring this check sheet in to talk with you or someone there to kind of uh, see if things are being accomplished? And if not, maybe have some suggestions as to how they can prove their adherence to this list? Well, uh, I work with people across the nation, you know, because it's on me. Yeah. You know, they don't have to just be physically here where I'm located. You know, I work with people via email, uh, phone, obviously, you know, um, just being convenient because now we have the e-commerce, everything like that, you know, so it doesn't have to be physical. I've definitely worked with people, you know, all the way in Washington state, you know, um, down in Florida, things like that. So I'm all across the nation and helping people, uh, better their health and their wellness and incorporate a couple habits in their day, you know, um, and, and leading them towards their goals, you know, because as we know, you know, I'm with the psychological part of things is, the pre-contemplation stage, you know, the, the trans-theoretical uh, theory is basically getting them past that pre-contemplation stage into the contemplation stage and keeping them prepared, getting them into action. And that's what I want to do is make sure that people, you know, get past all that and get them into action, the now. Right. Getting over that 14-day hump. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So so I guess the, so the biggest takeaway here is to form a checklist. Uh, and in every arena, i.e., uh, from uh, a nutritional standpoint, from an exercise standpoint, basically it's kind of like a goal list. Yeah, and yeah, uh, a goal list. T- uh huh. And I you guess it's also. Uh huh. Go ahead. Yeah, and just be ninety percent compliant. You know, you don't, you don't have to. Yeah. Be a hundred percent perfect. Right. 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 And also the other thing is to have somebody to be accountable to either, either a coach such as yourself, or maybe say, how about friends, other people at the jobs? Is, is that, is that an option? Yeah, that is an option because, you know, uh, 
you, you more have more success when you have a partner that is encouraging you because some days you'll be off, some days they'll be off, and you guys get to pick each other up. Right. Excellent. Well, I think that's a good thing, um, uh, Coach Bruce. Now, you mentioned you work with people all over the country. So if, one, if somebody wanted to work with you, how would they get in touch with you? Uh, my email, um, I can give you my email. It's uh, bhinkson at gmail.com. Uh, definitely the studio. So you can give us a call at 304-521-1500. Uh, uh, Facebook, you know, you could private message me on Facebook, uh, Bruce Hinkson. So private message me that way. But most likely, you know, my email or private message, and I'm always here to help. You know, like I said, I work with people all across the nation, and I, I love what I do. You know, not everyone has time to work out. Not everyone is located in West Virginia in Barbersville at my studio. Right, so, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my goal is to help you any way I can, you know, uh, and just inform and educate you when it comes to your challenges with life, time, uh, help you with your efforts, and guide you into the into the proper direction. That is great. That is great. Hey, it's not often that we get good help, and I think you're offered a great service there, so – Hey, once again, I appreciate you coming on the show, and you know we'll 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 gather another topic and and tackle that as well. But I think today is a good start, meaning that you know, hey, we're going to design a we can get a plan designed for you. We're going to teach you how to get over those first two weeks. So, uh, Coach Bruce, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, don't hesitate to reach out to Coach Bruce. With that, we'll go to our second commercial break. So please stay tuned and be informed. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Coach Bruce. Do you have a business, product, service, or an event coming up? Is your current marketing getting you nowhere? Survival Radio Network is an award-winning network with over 1 million downloads. We're offering high-exposure 30-second spots on our network, reaching diverse demographics both locally and nationwide. Give us a call at 323-977-8172 or visit our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us today. SRN, we do radio. Do you have tax issues, owe back taxes, or need tax relief? Contact L&B Tax Service today. L&B offers you over 15 years of expertise and first-class tax service for individuals, professionals, and business owners. With nationwide service, you can easily find a location near you. Contact one of our tax professionals through our website, lbtaxservice.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust. Do you know that having a dirty filter in your heating and air system can cause major damage to your unit and pollute the air in your home? Having proper maintenance to your heating and air system is just like getting a tune-up on your car. Because you want today and avoid spending unnecessary money tomorrow. Call Temperature Design Heating and Air today. 770-823-7160. That's 770-823-7160. 
Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The S-R-N. Welcome back. Once again, we're glad to have you here on the Weekly Wellness Show, your resource for better health on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Williams. As I mentioned earlier in the show, today we're going to be talking about chiropractic care for children. This is a topic that even I wasn't familiar with because I think a lot of us know that uh, adults sometimes need the care of a chiropractic physician. But what was enlightening about this topic is the fact that, hey, sometimes children need and can benefit from chiropractic care. So, therefore, I've asked an expert in this area, Dr. Destiny Cooper, to join us today. She is a certified prenatal as well as pediatric chiropractor. Uh, She's a member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. She had postgraduate training with this organization, and she's been working with children to unleash their optimal health through gentle and specific chiropractic Adjustments. Now, Dr. Cooper practices at Short Chiropractic in Barbers, Virginia, with her husband, Dr. Cooper, who is also a chiropractic physician. And she also, of course, practices with the owner, Dr. Short. So, without further ado, I'd like to bring to the show our second guest. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Dr. Destiny. Cooper. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, hey, Dr. Cooper. I'm so glad that you're able to join us. You know, you're not a stranger to the show. You were on a few months back. We were talking about another great topic regarding nutrition and health. But we also knew we wanted to bring you back to talk about something that I don't think a lot of us know about. As I mentioned, I think a lot of us are kind of aware of chiropractic uh, medicine with regard to adults, but a lot of us did not know that there is some benefit of a child having, uh, you know, uh, a, you know, seeing a chiropractor on, a, on an intimate or, or regular base, basis. So I think it's great. I'm glad you're able to join us. Me too. Uh, I, I think our chiropractic awareness in children is probably like under – 10%. So it's really, there's a lot of work to be done right now. Right. Well, well let's, let's start with this. How did you get into chiropractic medicine? What led you to go in that field? So this is interesting. I actually traveled home this weekend to Chicago, and um, mm. that's where I have my three brothers and my family Um, and I was about 13 years old, and my younger brother, 
have two younger brothers. One of them just had horrible behavioral issues. He had pretty much diagnosed ADHD, but I don't think they did a lot of that testing back then. Um, always right. in trouble, always losing recess. Luckily, we went to a private school that was small, so he had more one-on-one attention. Um, he just didn't, now that I'm older, I can see he didn't feel well. My mother runs an at-home business, and she met a chiropractor through her business, and her her chiropractor said, I want to see your son. I can really help him. So he went in. Wow. Yeah, he went in, and they um, she checked him, and she said, you know, these are the areas that are really stressed in his body, and she started adjusting him. And it kind of fits in perfectly because he was kind of the experiment child. <laughs> Like, you know, you have that kid and you're like, let's try him first. And then if it works, we'll try all of us. <laughs> right. He was <Yeah>. a sacrifice. <laughs> but um, we, he just, he did so well. And he, it was the teachers at school and the other parents were like, oh, we're so happy you finally medicated him. And my mom said, no, he's wow. a chiropractor. Mm-hmm. Wow. His body was so stressed, and it just released so much stress in his body. And so then, you know, the experiment child went well. So then um, okay. I started seeing the chiropractor. My youngest brother uh-huh. started seeing a chiropractor. And asthma started going away, migraines. Um, my oldest brother had eczema. And all of this stuff started clearing up. Um, and I said, that is absolutely what I'm doing when I'm older. And I wow. just stuck with it, kept going. <laughs> that is amazing. So, yeah, so you, like you said, your brother was the experimental child, so to speak. And we, and we say that because, you know, I guess at that point your, your mother, uh, no one had actually recommended it until she met this chiropractor. And yeah. she decided to no give it one. a try. And I'm assuming because the other stuff just did not work. Um, so to speak, but uh, so I, I guess I'm seeing here that you were able to see your brother evolve through yeah. this whole scenario. Wow, that is that's an excellent that's an excellent. So we know that you you really believe in this. So I guess after that you went on to um, uh, uh, I guess you went on to college. Where did you go, do your college and where did you do your um, chiropractic training? So I went so I went to a private school up until senior year of high school and then um I ended up choosing I did my prerequisites to get into chiropractic school early. So I went to two mm-hmm. I like uh, overloaded my credits. I I went to two different local colleges while I worked in a chiropractic office and then when I had enough credits I moved to Palmer in Palmer Chiropractic College in Davenport, Iowa. And I finished up my bachelor's wow. while I was doing my grad. Wow. That yeah. is so I got out pretty early. And creative. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is excellent. And that required a lot of dedication and a lot of focus uh, at that young age. Uh, but I guess memories of how chiropractic medicine helped you and your family kind of helped, helped drove that. And of course, it kind of helped you get through the tough times in chiropractic school, taking those those heavy exams and and that kind of th- uh, that kind of thing. So, so is it safe to say you? So chiropractic is, I guess you have like a there's a general practice segment, but you 
I guess, felt that, um, hey, I need to go ahead and do this extra training so I can specialize in this area. Um, so, um, and so am I correct with that? Uh, as so, far as, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I actually, even with all of that knowledge I had about kids and myself, yeah. when I went into chiropractic school wanting to be the chiropractor for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was my goal. I said, this right. is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be that little girl nice. adjusting these, like, 300-pound men. Like, that was my goal. Right. Um, I went to a seminar with um, – her name's Dr. Suzanne Seekins, and she practices out of Naples, Florida. And she had – it was a pregnancy seminar, and it was entitled Don't Fear the Belly. Mm. And mm-hmm. I always go towards things that I'm a little bit nervous about because that makes me grow. So I said, oh, I'm going to go to this. Uh-huh. And I went to it, and she opened up my mind, and all of that stuff from my past kind of came up. And I went, why am I trying to go help? Yes, they need help, the Chicago Bears. Right. <laughs> Probably yeah. more so <laughs> chiropractic plus more. But um, why am I going and trying to help? these adult athletes when really these kids are being passed around from physician to physician and no one, and then the school system, and no one really knows what to do with them when they have all of this ability in their body to heal, but no one's bringing it out in them and no one's sitting down with the parents and explaining to them, like, this is how you, you work your body to function properly. So I, mm-hmm. it just led me to that. And I said, okay, I'm going to leave this, not do the Chicago Bears, and I'm okay. going to go towards kids. <laughs> <laughs> so you go from 300 pounds to 30 pounds, maybe, something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. Pacing or like five pounds. Age. Wow, wow. That is I think amazing. my body my That's, body's happy that I made that decision. <laughs> I'm quite sure. Yeah, you won't have to push through as much muscle and and yeah. uh you know, and I I guess sometimes kids can be I guess at times a little bit more uh cooperative with regard to this. Uh and and I guess piggybacking on that, um so take us through that first chiropractic visit. What 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 goes on with that? What is the purpose of a chiropractic visit? So what connected me with the purpose of chiropractic was I felt like it was getting mm. to the root of the problem. Right. Um, the the visit isn't is never really focused on symptoms and it wasn't okay. I was never focused on adding a bunch of stuff to the body to make it function or to cover anything up. And that includes supplements. I don't want people walking out of my office with thirty, mm-hmm. fifty supplements because I'm still feeding the mantra of like you don't have what it takes yet. Like, let's add things. And I didn't, I don't right. like that. I wanted to focus on how I can allow the body to fully express itself without interference and without nerve irritation. So mm. I always sit down with a patient. I says, your body, I say that your body has innate intelligence to self-regulate and to heal. It's always adapting to surrounding environments. Um, you don't have to think about digesting your food. You don't have to think about if you cut your finger, how am I going to heal this cut? So those are all automatic processes. But yet when it comes to to other things, we don't treat them automatic. We don't act like, oh, someone should be able to go to sleep at night and sleep well and wake up refreshed. 
we go, oh, there must be something wrong with you because you can't sleep. Here's this pill. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I see someone, I ask myself, okay, so what is the potential of this individual? And that doesn't matter if this individual is a five-pound preemie or, um, you know, Hmm. a 30-pound kid who is getting in trouble at school all the time. Um, So I, I try to teach my parents to start looking at their kids, and I don't care what age they are, just ask yourself, is my child functioning optimally? And if not, then what is interrupting their body to not perform the way it was designed to perform? Because we search and search for these diagnoses, but once you get it, it's just an explanation of symptoms. It doesn't ever tell you why a dysfunction is happening or why, how you're going to, what you're going to do to fix it. Um, so it really changes the way you approach your health and right. you're not pursuing like what's wrong with my kid. You know, my kid has a ton of ear infections and never sits still. My kid has back pain and complaints. My kid's always in trouble in school. I don't know what's wrong with my kid. Instead it goes, Um, what's going on inside my child that's hindering them functioning the way that I know they can function and the way that they can express their nervous system at the highest level. So that's that's kind of what my purpose is in my entire visit. And it's, you know, it goes from me sitting on the floor with a toddler to, you know, me Uh drawing and playing Transformers (laughs) with someone and just trying to see where this kid's, ability is you know I was just playing with Mario little Mario Kart people uh, a couple days ago (laughs) just to see where these kids are and to start kind of learning like why aren't they expressing their nervous system optimally because they haven't been through everything we've been through they haven't been through the stress of college or a marriage or you know babies and so they shouldn't be dysfunctioning wow right right I agree (laughs) yeah they just are now they just got here. <laughs> they just so got here. Why is a baby not lasting on a breast when that the their innate intelligence tells them I need to eat food and it comes from my mother? How come right. they can't latch? That's a survival right. instinct. So yeah, even from mm-hmm. birth, even from birth, I tell people like just bring them in. I mean, an adjustment is so if they need it. You know, I always check right. the spine to see if it needs corrected, but. An adjustment's so delicate. I mean, babies sleep. Um, right. But it can change their entire neurology to make them function the way they're actually supposed to be functioning. Right. Well, what type of kids, what uh, type of uh, diagnoses do you see uh, in your office? Uh, oh, Lordy. You mentioned uh, ADHD. I mean, what, what are some of those that, that, that you see? Oh, goodness. Um, uh, acid reflux, um, mm-hmm. ear infections. And now I always, you know, I, I tell the parent, I am not treating this otitis media. I am not treating, right. you know, that is for your pediatrician. Right. What I'm okay. doing is I'm assessing this. If I look at this ear infection, I'm assessing why are you not draining and why is your body not fighting this infection? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why our markets are different. And right. that's why 
I think I've worked very well with pediatricians because I tell them like that's your that's your area. Sure, like sure. I'm looking right. at. And, they, and they'll send them to me and go, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy their ears are growing really? now. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is, but, that is excellent. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, oh, so we I – mean, gosh, I can't – I get so many diagnoses. Um, like, there's, like, oppositional defiance. I think I've seen a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Um, headaches, actually, in kids. Poor sleep. Constipation is a really big one. Um, wow. Okay. But autism it's mostly, um, uh, you know what? I do see autism. There's such a huge spectrum of autism. Right, it is. So, yeah. So you, I, um, there's just a lot of different spectrums, and and I do sometimes I have to set up my office a little bit differently for more severe cases because right. the parents mm-hmm. and the kid really like to come in like after hours, and we just make it really a calm atmosphere because it's. It can be really hard on honestly, it's hard on the parents to so uh-huh. make that really a calm area for them to to have children come in right now what, what, what speaking of parents, what are some signs that parents can look for in their children indicating a need to see or seek chiropractic visit a, a chiropractic visit so <clears throat> This has actually been really helpful for pediatricians to talk about this um, because I, well, of course I'm going to tell you, like, bring your kid in when the baby's born. <laughs> right, I have a right. baby, he's two. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty hard job getting into this world. So <laughs> right. I tell him, okay, both mom and baby had to go through a lot, like, get your kid's neurology checked out. That's the only thing that doesn't get checked out when you when you have a baby. Um, but poor latching is a really big one, and that's a that's a game changer. Um, I've breastfed my son for two years, and just he had um, kind of a latch issue on one side, and you know, mommy brain fog. And I'm texting one of my friends, who's a lactation consultant, and I'm saying, "Oh my gosh, he's not latching on the left." And she she texted me back and she said, um, you're a chiropractor and you fixed that, so why don't you check his mouth? Okay. <laughs> and I adjusted his mouth and he latched right on. So latching is a big thing for new moms because you're breastfeeding every hour to two hours for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Constipation babies, especially breastfed babies, should not be constipated. I I mean, it's said that it's normal, but it's just not. They should be having bowel movements after almost every feeding. Um, mm-hmm. Babies can tend to be, um, they didn't flip in the right position, so there's always that sort of stress going on in their body because, you know, a baby innately knows, I need to get down there, that's my exit. I can't stay in here forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, fail, failure to thrive. Um, if I tell parents to look at if a baby's like favoring one side or not, they don't like tummy time or they don't, they only want to hold their head to the right. That's all different indicators. Um, when they get a little bit older, some kids don't crawl properly and we know, and you know, being a doctor about that, your right and your left brain integrate mm-hmm. from zero to two. So when you have a baby who's not crawling cross crawl, then you're not getting right and left brain communication properly. And that can be a big deal when they start 
they go upright and they start writing or reading or having to sit in class and listen and take notes at the same time. I mean, that's all brain integration. So I tell people, if your baby didn't crawl on all fours, like I don't care if your baby's 35 years old, everybody should be crawling and integrating the left and right brain. But as they get older, um, ear infections, asthma, allergies, um, school age, behavior, listening, sensory issues. Uh, honestly, frequent illness is a big one for me because I don't, is, it's okay. You know, we're kids mm-hmm. and they have to build up their immune system and they're exposed to a lot of things, but it's when they continue to get the same sickness over and over again, then it just shows that something in their neuroimmune system is not registering to actually build those antibodies and fight off what they're supposed to be fighting off. So that's a big one for kids. And you do, you hear parents say, like, oh, my kid's sick all the time because of daycare. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and, and it doesn't really have to be that way. They can feel good. They're made to feel good. Right. Right. Sorry, I feel like yeah, I'm those, babbling. I get excited. No, I, I think it's good, I mean, <laughs> because those are some things that we might not think are significant. And uh, and I think that one may think it's minor, but actually I think the the takeaway here is that if it's, if it's one of those things that you mentioned that is consistent or can continually happen, then maybe you should consider, you know, seeking out a chiropractic physician. Uh, and, you know, who knows, it might be something that can be very helpful, particularly, and I emphasize particularly if the standard treatment with the pediatrician is not necessarily working. Um, you know, so well, I, I agree. Mm-hmm, go ahead. Well, and it's, I, I think that pediatricians and chiropractors can work very well together. Um, yeah. As long as, the, as long as the goal of any practitioner is to, to figure out a way to get a kid functioning better without mm-hmm. a short-term fix. Right. As long as the goal is agreed upon, then I think practitioners can work very well together. It's when, you know, I get a baby on Zantac, but no, nothing about right. the latch has been fixed. And I think, well, right. their latch is bad. That's why they're, they're not functioning right. Um mm-hmm. So it's it's all about, and I think you know this, you talk to a lot of doctors, but it's all about motive and it's all about your intent on what you're doing. If my intent is I want people functioning well and I want kids growing properly and having energy and not being dependent on anything medication-wise, um, then I work very well with people who have that same intent. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, what what's the, you know, I hear in the chiropractic realm the term subluxation. Can you uh, explain that to the audience, what that is and, and some of the causes and how chiropractic uh, medicine can help with that? So a subluxation, um, it's, I love this because sometimes I'll see other chiropractic patients and chiropractors get scared of that word because people don't know what it is. Um, right. But it's it's a misalignment of the spine that causes nerve irritation and it alters this communication between the brain and the spinal cord and all the nerves that exit the spine. 
Um, and I think olden day chiropractic kind of talked about like this bone is out of alignment and it puts pressure on a nerve and the nerve can't function. And we understand now with better technology that that's not exactly what's happening. We have a slight misalignment, but we have all of these, this inflammation that co- goes to that area. And I mean, just the pressure of a quarter can alter that nerve function by about 60%. So that's why when you adjust a, a sacrum or a tailbone in a baby, they poop their diaper. <laughs> because, okay. yeah. you know, if, if they're constipated and that nerve coming from those areas isn't properly functioning and they're subluxated in that area, then once you release it, the body goes, oh, thank you. And the brain tells the body, okay, go ahead. <laughs> let it out. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And right. they've let it out many times on my table. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, really? And my shirt. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, almost like an immediate yeah. response kind of thing. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, so, there's babies okay. that even I go in and adjust them, and they kind of like, move into my hands because they're like, yes, that was it. I want that release. Thank you. <laughs> right. And then, right. Mm-hmm. And how often does, let's say, uh, you know, I know every diagnosis is different and therefore probably every treatment regimen is different. But I guess in like a scenario like this, how often would um, would, would someone need to come in for treatment for something, you know, of this nature? So I go by what I see is happening because there can be very little symptoms with a lot of nerve interference in the body or there can be really big symptoms with a little bit. So I tell parents with kids, the younger I say, okay, we're going to go visit by visit. I would like to see a pretty big change within six to eight. I I mean, I can feel if nothing's changing. You know what I mean? Um, but, and then you have three different, um, so you have three different causes of subluxation that might help a little bit to describe a a treatment plan, but you have three different causes. So you have, we call it thoughts, traumas, and toxins. Um, and a lot of people go to chiropractors for traumas and kids can come to chiropractors for traumas. And that's more of a musculoskeletal issue where I'm looking at the spine and, you know, they got whiplash or they had a birth issue or, um, and then you're working on that. But then as you unpeel layers of that subluxation, you can find like a toxin subluxation where their body is extremely sensitive to gluten or extremely sensitive to dairy and it just stresses the body out so much that that subluxation keeps popping up. No one can really lie to you in your office. You know, they can tell me that they're exercising and that they're, like, reading in the morning or treating their body really well. And then if you touch their spine and you go, are you really doing that? Because your body's a mess. No, I'm not. I'm eating Doritos. (laughs) So so your body just tells me, and that's why everyone says, like, I hold my stress in my shoulders because there's that dysfunction in your body's reacting to that sort of dysfunction and that can be stress is more of a thought-based subluxation but um yeah so you you 
kind of peel that away, and traumas tend to respond a little bit quicker. Um, but with kids, really, if I'm working on um, like a neuroimmune issue where they're not, they're really sympathetic dominant, they're like really fight or flight, they have ADHD, they, um, they can't sit still, they don't sleep well, um, I like to start seeing a sleep shift within two weeks. Because okay. as you're releasing that parasympathetic, um, that wine and dine nervous system, as you're releasing that in the, the neck and the tailbone, that should be starting to to calm the sympathetic nervous system down and starting to calm those kids down. And they're starting to feel better and they're listening and they're talking to people. They're not running into walls and flipping over chairs. Um, they're They're much more balanced. So... Right. But then I move I so that probably two weeks or so I should see a pretty big difference and then um then I move into like some home exercises. And I, I, okay. I do recommend kids get checked. I check my son every Tuesday. I don't have to adjust him every Tuesday, but I check him because he's a toddler and he I mean he just fell off the couch yesterday. Um <laughs> Okay. It's just okay. it's life. Getting pretty active. But <laughs> he's he's crazy. Um but I, I do encourage uh, parents, like every every four to six weeks, just just come in. They're growing. You want their nervous system to be functioning at their highest level. Um, why wouldn't you just get a quick scan and make sure everything is is good? Right. Yeah, I think it's you know it's amazing with some of the things that 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 you all can help with as pediatric uh, chiropractic chiropractic uh, physicians. Um, and I, and I guess uh, I guess like you like you began earlier, there needs to be more information out there regarding this. What are some of the resources people can look at studying chiropractic care and their children? So the um, International Chiropractic Pediatric Pediatric Association has a really good website and it's called icpasforkids.com and they also have a magazine and the magazine really I always have it available in my office and people can just take them um, it's called Pathways to Family Wellness and it has just a, a wealth of knowledge not just from chiropractors but from holistic practitioners and naturopaths and um, pediatricians and it has just a really big wealth of knowledge about how you look at the body and and what the intent is to to help someone function better. Um, so that magazine has a great articles that people can go to, and they can start mm-hmm. hearing about, you know, why my kid's feeling this way, why is my kid having ear infections, why is my kid not sitting still. Um, and then they also publish a lot of stuff in the Journal of Pediatric Maternal and Family Health. Um, now we know, as you know, practitioners, clinical experience is way ahead of research always, right? Because we're right. seeing so many people, and even so hard to make a placebo with chiropractic because just being in the room and looking at someone and, and touching them is already having a healing aspect. You right. can't, you know, you can't measure that. Um, right. So. That those are really good resources that people can go to, and really, I mean, I I think most chiropractors, but at our office, we always do free consultations. 
Oh, I mean, 45 minute, yeah, 45 minute consult and sit down and let's just see, like, what's your health history? Can I help you? Um, There, I mean, there are times just with with certain patients, I'll look at my other two doctors in the office and go, I think you're going to do really well with Dr. Cooper. And Dr. Cooper does sports injury, and he's going to, like, love looking at your ankles. And so I try to use as much resources as I have. when we sit down with someone, but Dr. Short actually turned 50 today. So I would like to say happy birthday to him. (laughs) All right. Happy birthday, Dr. Short. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, uh, I guess we've got a few minutes here. What's the, what's the youngest patient? What is the youngest age that you would see uh, as far as recommending to see a chiropractor? I mean, is it like an empathy days or you you only started two or one years old or how does that work my youngest patient ever was 22 hours old and the yeah I would I would love to tell you that that was my son but it wasn't (laughs) because my son I was so tired from labor I didn't even I didn't know what I was doing um but Mm. I was called into the hospital and his mother wanted him to get checked because it was a really long labor and she wanted um, him checked and his latch checked so that they could start off when they go home from the hospital, they could start off right. That was my youngest patient. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and what's, what is the, is there an age where you, you know, at the, at the other end that, um, well, I, I guess if someone is having a, a issue that's being adjusted by chiropractic medicine, they would just continue uh, uh, with, with that. And I guess my initial question was, is what is the, 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 the other, the top age that you would see patients uh, with regard to pediatric uh, chiropractic medicine? Oh, pediatric. Yeah, you know, I guess I... I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, in, in the pediatric realm, you know, pediatricians only see patients up to a certain age, and then they kind of refer them yeah. to internal medicine. So is that same concept with, with uh, chiropractic? No, not really. I just go by whatever they need. I mean, like I said, some of my – some of my, I've been in practice five years next month. So some of my – my oldest kid right now is five. I saw his mother when he was pregnant, and no, I, I mean I have older kids, but that's like the one I've followed life through so far. Um, but it's I just kind of go by whatever they need. If I have a, a fourteen, fifteen year old who has a sports injury and needs to see my husband, I, you know, I let him. I bring him in and kind of work through whatever they're going through because I I do adjust I adjust family practice, so most of my rooms have a whole family in them. And I made a little play area so the kids play and then mom and dad get adjusted and then we all kind of flip-flop and whoever gets next on the table gets a sticker, you know, those type of things. Right. So I see them all. Well, that's that's great, Dr. Cooper. Um, well, um, our time is is running out. How can one reach you? How can we find more information? I'm assuming your practice has a website. Uh, how can find one find out more about chiropractic uh, from – uh, from your practice? So we are at Short Chiropractic in Barbersville. Um, the number is 304-733-4616. My email is 
drdcooper12 at gmail.com. And um, I also, I kind of run the Facebook page. I think people have kind of seen that I do because there's a lot of pediatric stuff on there. But on the Short Chiropractic Facebook page, I tend to post videos and pictures, oh, nice. uh, articles. Yeah, I try to keep that up to date. I don't do I don't do the best. I'm really trying, but um, that's a great place to go and just kind of shoot us messages or um, like look at new information or find places that you you're thinking, oh, maybe my kid really does need to get looked at, and then you can go there and and see. Perfect, perfect. Well, as always, Dr. Cooper, it's great having you on the show. Uh, I want to get you back at a later date. We can talk about. The, pre-nat- the prenatal aspect of your practice, but I greatly appreciate you carving out some time and being on our show today. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that concludes another great and informative episode of the Weekly Wellness Show. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. So until next week, taking us out is a group of jazz artists collectively known as In Groove. And until next week, please be happy, be healthy, and be kind.